This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Welcome. Prime time with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut sh- your shame up. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is gonna be quick. This is Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Monday. Had a good Thanksgiving. It's Rop and Souk. Um, we've got Schulte in there. He has prepared a an award-winning stock watch. Oh, yeah. There's buzz on the street about it. Much like Jonathan Smith, they're, they're buzzing about the stock watch. It's already won an yeah. award. Oh, yeah. Schulte going double Are Mariner gear today. Me? I mean, he's he's dialed in today. Yeah, there might be a Mariner story in there. There might be. Oh. Yeah, did you see they... Well, I missed this on Wednesday. With my bum gravy. Yeah. Eugenio Suarez is no more. He gone. Hey, Eugenio. Hey, bye-bye. Gino, thanks for coming. It's going to the desert, man. Thanks, Jerry. Jerk. Going to yeah. team up with Seawald again. They traded him. <laughs> he gone. Well, he struck out hey, too much. Hey, don't them. worry. They got a backup catcher. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> they're two big moves this year for both backup veteran catchers. Come on. Get excited. Hey, they got a guy that was good in 2021 as well. He throws gas? <sighs> anyway, um... That's next, but uh, let's talk about the Civil War. Yeah. The final one. I mean, maybe. In theory. We'll see. The final Pac-12 Civil War. Yeah. Well, it was uh, it was a rout. Uh, the Ducks uh, yeah, it wasn't, the Ducks uh, beat them. It wasn't real competitive. I'll tell you what. I felt like the Beavs, though, for, for as lopsided as that was, and this is why I go back to, I mean, again, he told his players the day before the game. Players are now confirming it. Parents are, are confirming it. There was, no, there was no juice on the sideline for Oregon State. They had opportunities in that game to at least make it a game and take it into some deep water, but you know the 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 touchdown landing's ability to to, to figure out call timeouts uh, and and give yourself a minute at the end of the half when they went down and scored that it felt like that was a backbreaker that they it was were at fourteen seven it was fourteen seven and with like a minute left. Oregon goes down, scores, goes 21-7, and you felt like, okay, there, there's no coming back from this. But the Beavs held them to three points in the third quarter. Like, like there were, as, as, as believe me, as much of an ass-kicking as that was, Oregon State found a way to hang around that game 
if they could have made some plays off- offensively, but they couldn't run the ball at all. Oregon's offense was brilliant as it's been almost all year. And I, and I think the, the left side of your line being gone, I think was a much bigger impact yeah. than Oregon state or anyone's going to let on. And by the way, one of your backups was, had been in and out of the lineup. So you were playing with, with two backup O linemen, one of them that was beat up. Um, and, and even on the defensive side of the ball, I just think it was a war of attrition and Oregon state wore down and they were up against a much, uh, just a, a better opponent and things needed to go a certain way. And I think there were opportunities there for Oregon State, and they just never could make a play on the offensive ball or on the offensive side or really get off the, the field on third or, or fourth down. Yeah, Oregon played great, though. I yeah. mean, I, I thought, you know, that's as close to a perfect game, at least offensively. Well, and if, I mean, that, how do you nitpick that game? Did, did Lanning, well, well I guess 10 we gonna... points in the second quarter or in the, in the second half. That's what you're going to nitpick. And a couple penalties, too. Yeah. I, I would say that there were some false starts that didn't need to be there. Oh, I mean, yeah. defensive side, a couple of offsides. Elite teams do not do that. They <laughs> don't shoot guys. themselves in the foot. They are, I tell you what, man, they're they, rolling right They now. are peaking. Yeah. And can I, can I also say this? Oh, the other thing I, I can I nitpick? Yeah. I yeah, did nitpick. think of one thing. Uh, kickoffs out of bounds drive me crazy. Yeah. That's well, what I'm how saying. How does Just, that happen? There were little silly things. sucks. There were little silly things that if Oregon State just could convert on some third downs, like they had an opportunity to make that a ball game, but it never felt. It never felt. In their offense, Oregon's offense, it's, is so freaking good. And this where this is where I'm going to nitpick. And you go back to Bo Nix and yeah. his decisions. This and- is where I'm going to nitpick, and it's the only thing I can nitpick the Oregon offense. Hey, did you know that uh, Bo Nix sat in team meetings? Did you uh, did you know that? Hey, did you know that Tez Johnson and him are uh, brothers? Hey, did you know that Bo Nix was uh, a six-year player? Hey, did you know that Bo Nix is the greatest uh, human being on earth? My God, can we tone that down just a scoop? I don't know if Brock was doing... So it's just the coverage of... Well, I just don't know if Brock was doing the ham and husky, so I got to make sure that I'm not biased against the Ducks, but gee... Um, it's the, the, like, I love Bo Nix, and I've said, that's your Heisman Trophy winner. Don't give me anyone else. I don't care what happens against Washington. That's your Heisman Trophy guy. not agree more. But my God, dial it well, back. I mean, he's, dude. He, he sits in on meetings. He's, everybody sits in on meetings. Well, God. how do you nitpick Nicks? I mean, that guy. <laughs> you can't. He's, he's, he's and, having know, an unbelievable year. That's what they do on college broadcasts. Yeah. They, you know, they, they find a narrative. It's not like you... the professional broadcasts where they, you know, you can be critical. Those guys make a lot of money. On college, they always try to prop up the players. And so they, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, they find things. Like, Bo Nix, you got to be honest, man. Bo Nix is like, he's perfect. Well, how do you knit? I can't. How do you? And so when and, they, and when all they, the dumbasses out there that talk about check down passes, shut up. Well, watch hopefully him they play. Wa- hopefully they watch that game yeah. because that across the field throw to was Big, that to Tez? Uh, was that to Tez? That I think it might have been to Franklin. Been to Franklin. Anyway, um, I just I feel like Bo Nix. I mean, it's pretty special what's happening with him this year, and it came out of. Um, I wouldn't say it came out of nowhere, but two years ago, it did dude he he was. A laughing stock at one point in college football. Yep. 
And so it is a great story. And he's a he's a presentable kid. He's a nice kid. Nobody can say anything bad about him. No. So I, I get where they. <laughs> it's a little Tebow esque, is what it reminds me of. A little bit, of. yeah, it is. And he's a religious <laughs> kid, right? Yes, isn't he? Uh, Very much team. He's Jesus. already married. He's actually, married. Well. Yeah. Believe me, I I thought she's as as I was watching the game, I was like, holy crap, it's Tim Tebow. A they're, little bit. They're, they're Tebowing this a again. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, there's a lot of, I, all I'm saying is there's a lot of substance behind that. Yeah. It's not like they're propping up a kid that's no. overrated, like no. you always said no. with Jake Locker yes. or, or whatever. No. He's, Bo's the this, real deal. Dude, he is the real deal. And the Heisman, he's playing like it. The Heisman votes came out today. <laughs> so if you're a Heisman voter, you have your ballot today. And if anyone votes before they finish watching the championship weeks and you see Penix and Knicks, which by the way, no offense to Michael Penix, who I love. Uh, and have been very high on all year. He's out of it, in my opinion. Well, it's not. It's it, not. Um, it, Penix. You gone. know the odds. Have you seen the odds? Yeah, I'm sure he's plummeted. So Nix is now minus money. So he's yeah. minus one thirty. Um, Penix is plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, there's nothing. He's the only other guy up near Nix is Jaden Daniels, exactly. who is still hanging around at plus yeah. ten. As a matter of fact, or plus one ten. Sorry. There's a lot of people touting Daniels as clearly the Heisman. Um, and these are probably just national people. Who national never, people in Rodgers. They never watch Bo Nix play. Yeah. Well, and, and and you got like this is like. But when, there's no way Daniels wins this over Nix. Right? I wouldn't think so. But you know, like like Lamar Jackson won it the year, and I think they had three losses. So we have seen it before because Daniels yeah, numbers. Yeah, did he are, win it over? I'd have to look. But t- to me, if you don't watch Oregon against Washington and and before you cast your vote. And again, this game is almost irrelevant to me. Your Heisman Trophy winner, the best player all year, uh, uh, that's lost one game through no fault of his own. No fault. He was great in that game. You know, the third and fourth downs, you know, those were... Missed the game-tying kick. (laughs) That's not on him. him. Not him. Bo Nix is the best player in college football right now. I agree. I mean, I, I think he. There's your be, Heisman Trophy. I think he should have won. The, already locked it up. But I agree. It does come down to these last. You know, this is a big game, obviously, against Penix, and um, I would imagine that if Penix has a huge game and Washington wins, sure, maybe then, it, then it, it's it, it's back to being I, a conversation. I'll bet you if that happens, though, Penix won't win it. It'll be Daniels. Maybe. Yeah. If maybe. if if Penix outduels Bo or Bo throws a couple picks or whatever. Penix won't vault to win the thing. He just hasn't been good enough the last six or seven weeks. But what that'll do is that'll be like, well, see, and and it's only one more, you know, loss that, that Jaden Daniels has, and it's in the SEC, and, and then we'll go back and we'll give it to Jaden Daniels. It's possible. But those three quarterbacks, those three guys, remember Jaden Daniels, he was at Arizona State. Remember Nick's at Auburn. Remember Penix at Indiana. Yep. Those three quarterbacks, a very good lesson in development yeah. at the college level. You Never can, forget that. You can get better. You can get better, and you can be, fans can be all over you, and you suck, and you're the worst, and transfer, and whatever, and we're going to upgrade from you, but look look at all three of those guys. It's yeah. pretty amazing that they're as good as they are. And a lot of these guys now, when you look at uh, at players on, on big-time programs, the... I, I don't know if the the let the freshman you know, play and the, the, the four-year starter, that... I'm not going to say that's that's over, but it does seem a little antiquated that yeah. now it's look, like go get the older guy. Yeah, go get the older guy. It's all guy. about the experience. Yes, and then you know if the younger guy beats him out, so be it. But you know most of these programs now go out, even if you have a talented freshman that's it's a five star kid. Most of the big programs do go out and find someone um, to come in. Or I I promise you that after Bo Nix leaves uh, this year, Oregon. Has you know Ty Thompson's been sitting for a while, and they got a couple talented freshmen um, and another one coming in. Oregon will go find another quarterback that's that's got some experience to come in and, and push those guys. Aiden Charles. 
Well, he but, doesn't have much experience. No, but that okay. would that would be like Tyler Shuck's I, back out there. I would, feel, I would feel I would feel so bad for Beaver fan. What if if Childs left and went to Oregon? That's, what if he went to Michigan State? Well, that, see, that's more you know. I'd say Oregon would be worse. The Oregon thing would be. It, it I just, hate to say this, but I don't think he starts it, next year at Oregon. <laughs> Yeah, they're I mean, gonna like you said. I think they're, they're gonna, gonna go find a more experienced. Well, like guy. UCLA, for instance, Dante Moore. He gave up his commitment to Oregon to go to UCLA so he could play as a freshman. How'd but that then, work out? No, not well. They put Schley in. They put everybody uh, well, or Gebbers or whoever else they had, and Moore didn't play the last four or five. Games. You wonder if too. This is a conversation for another day, but you wonder if, based on what you're saying, a lot of the freshman quarterbacks, even the high profile freshman quarterbacks, will cut their teeth and get starts at. I don't want to say smaller schools, but lesser schools in the big boy. It's like a it becomes like a farm system. Wouldn't shock me where the big boys come calling after you have thirty starts under your belt. Yeah, you well, know? like and, and I know this isn't quite that, but um, you know, uh, uh, God, why can't I think of Mississippi State the cowbells? Uh, Lebby, Rogers. No, the uh, he's their their coach at Mississippi State now. He was photographed today in Starksville with Arch Manning. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Will Rogers, the Mississippi State quarterback. Yeah, he's in the transfer. He's in the transfer portal, portal and it, 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 there's a lot of speculation that Arch uh, is, is saying bye bye to Texas Archie. and hello to the nice. Cowboys. I just think this nice. is you're right. right. This is going to be the new norm in college football. Is this, especially at the quarterback position, it's just going to be a rotating cast of characters. By the way, Washington's going to do it too. They're going to go yeah. find a transfer quarterback. Well, everybody is, and I tell you what, as a fan, I kind of like it. I think it's fun. I know it's different, and I know old fuddy-duddy college football fans gonna hate it, but I think it's it's like free agency, and free agency in pro sports is fun. Yeah, it's the same in college. It, shakes, it shakes adds it an element yeah. to it that I mean, you can get you can get a lot better fast. You hit a, you, you know, you hit on one of these guys. See Bo Nix. Yeah. So the Ducks dominate the final Pac-12 Civil War. More on that later. Up next, it's our primetime stock watch. What we're buying and selling from the weekend in sports on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Primetime Stock Watch. What's all the hype? Are Isaac and Soup buying it or calling BS and unloading it fast? Sounds to me like you guys are a couple of bookies. Is the hype accurate or a bunch of hot gas? Before you buy or sell, listen close. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> Primetime Stock Watch is brought to you by one. 1-800-DIVORCE. When you need to take stock of your rights, 1-800-DIVORCE is on your side. Call 1-800-D-I-V-O-R-C-E today. All right, pleased to have you along. It's Monday, but you probably already knew that. Here is uh, Schultze with our stock watch. Yeah, uh, that place means a ton, no question. These things aren't always easy. I go back to the timing and the and the fit. I wasn't going to just abandon a place. I wanted to be going to a place. Um, and so the, the, I go back to the conversations um, 
learning more and more about Michigan State. This felt like the right time and the right fit for me. That is former Beavers coach and new Michigan State Spartans coach Jonathan Smith on the Big Ten Network talking about the decision and the timing of leaving Oregon State for Michigan State. Of course, everybody, at least in Beaver Nation, think he left the Beavers high and dry. Others say that, well, the athletic director, presidents, George Plyofkoff, maybe have some hands in this as well. So buy or sell, guys. Jonathan Smith taking the job at Michigan State is the final nail in the coffin for Beavers football. Buy or sell that fact. It's not the final nail because it, it doesn't end it. It just doesn't. It'll, it'll, it'll go on, but I will say it's the nail in what you were you you won't be that again and and again i'll put a preface on this in two years time because the, the the plan by all accounts is you're going to release the schedule soon uh the school says they're going to fund it like a power five program you're going to use the pac-12 money for that you're going to rebrand here in another couple years as the pack whatever is you know, some sort of merger with the mountain west if between now and then you end up in an acc merger you end up as part of the big 12 it doesn't have to be the end of it. It's going to be a long rebuild because the next two years you're going to get kicked down a couple rungs. You just are. But you can recover from this if you end up uh, in a Big 12 ACC situation. But if if this goes the way that right now it appears that it's the path forward is independent for two years, Mountain West sort of merger, group of five, it's the end of your program as we currently know it. I don't care what someone tries to spin you. This is outside of SMU getting the death penalty for Washington State and Oregon State, especially with Oregon State with the coach leaving. This is a bad a day that a Power 5 program has ever had. I sell it is not the final nail because, um, quite frankly, you weren't going to be that with him. You know, you said yeah. you're not going to be that again. You, you weren't going to be that That's, even if he stayed. It's true. He, this is why he's leaving. Yeah. He's not stupid. I mean, and, and it sucks, and, and you can hate him and and, and point fingers and, and yell and scream. I totally get it. I get that. But I just don't think there are a lot of coaches, particularly ones that have done as a good a job as Jonathan Smith building that program, who aren't going to bail under these current circumstances. Yeah. And, that's, and that's, again, point fingers however you like. Blame him if you want. Yeah. But you weren't going to be what you have been even if he stayed. So, no, not the final nail. Milrose stands in, lets everybody get downfield. Still standing. He throws into the end zone. He caught it. It's caught. It's caught by Isaiah Bond. Caught by Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Alabama. Yeah, that was Jalen Milrow hitting Bond for a 31-yard mm. touchdown. Leads Alabama over mm. the Auburn Tigers 27-24. to mm. They're now in the SEC championship game. Mm. A lot of people have been wondering, at least in the national side of the media, if Oregon is a little higher ranked than they should be. Alabama, the SEC blue blood, they've only lost to Texas as compared to Oregon to Washington. So you guys buy or sell that Alabama should be above Oregon in the Whoa. college football playoff rankings. No. Oh, you mean tomorrow? No, I I don't. I think Oregon's or the right best. Wait, well, I either, guess... either today or tomorrow. Today or... <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I, just uh, no. at all. I think people I think... have been saying they should have been there even after the Texas loss above Oregon. I think Oregon has the best. I think Oregon is the best one loss team in the country. I'll listen to resume stuff because it's not a great resume that Oregon has. Um, you know, I, I get Alabama if you want to go resume, but I think it's not like Alabama's resume is stellar. 
um, and you lost at home. Your one loss is by double digits at home to Texas, which is a, a top you know six team, right? Six or seven, wherever Texas is. Yeah, I think they're right below Oregon. Yeah. And Oregon's one loss is a is a as a single digit loss uh, on the road to again a top four team. So you know, and, and Oregon to me looks better than Alabama, and so no. To me, Oregon is the best one-loss team in the country, uh, period, end of story. So I, I don't care about the blue blood status. Yeah, I would sell it, too. Uh, wasn't Texas ahead of Alabama, too? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, Texas. Well, I guess Texas they, beat them. they beat them, yeah. yeah. So, I, no, I don't think Alabama should be ahead of Oregon. I would sell it. I One thing that I believe when comparing the two schools is what league they're playing in, and I get that, um, you know, they always talk about top 25 wins. I get that. You know, Oregon doesn't have that many of them, but uh, I just think the Pac-12, top to bottom, has been excellent this year. Arguably, the best league in the country. Yeah. Um, and they lost on a last-second miss, game-tying field goal. Alabama lost by double digits at home uh, to Texas. And you know, if you look at Alabama's schedule, I mean, you know, LSU probably their best win, right? Probably. Other than that, yeah, it's not. What else they got? I mean, it's, it's not that they haven't played Georgia yet. Um, I think they beat. Oh, was it Old Miss? Oh, they did get Ole Miss. They get yeah. Ole Miss. It like, it's not a. I mean, it's not. It's it's not a murderer's row. It's not that row. much better in terms of uh, resumes. Yeah, so, they no. they got Ole Miss, A uh, and M, Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah, so SEC you know. wins, which is which are great. That's a great league. Yeah. But I think the Pac-12. Again, you know, you go back to the Oregon schedule. I think it's a little misleading. I think that Utah win was a really good win. Yeah. I think the. Uh, Colorado pummeling Colorado when they did well. That's not that great of a win. Yeah, they kind of just kind of fell apart. But unfortunately, the teams that Oregon beat at the time USC. that we thought were going to be good wins all kind of fell apart. Utah fell yeah. apart. SC fell apart. It is kind of hard. Colorado to, fell apart. It's kind of hard to. Uh, There's not good wins to sort of prop up their resume. Were, no. You're right. Colorado was 19th at the time, but, but they, they kicked their ass. Yep. Uh, they lost the Washington game. Uh, Utah was 13th at the time. They kicked their ass. I still think that was a good win. USC, they beat, but now the shine's off of them. And Oregon State with Jonathan Smith uh, leaving, yeah. it's like, ah. The difference you can say is that they they're have, just rolling They're people. rolling people. They just and they look, look the part. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing about Oregon is um, they just have – they have it at all levels. Like, find me a group on that team that's weak. I mean, they're, they're deep. Kicker. They've got <clears> – <throat> Yeah, I I guess, but I wouldn't. I would not want this game to come, <laughs> any game to come down to a field goal right now. He has missed a field goal in all of but one conference game yeah. this year. And he's kicking games. it out of bounds on kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like if yeah. you're if you're 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 going down to kicker, that's that where my point. Yep, uh, they're really good yes. and they're really loaded, and they have the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. So no, the Alabama should not be ahead of Oregon. Although I would say one one last thing before you move on, um, if you know, the, look, the Oregon Washington winner will be in the college football playoff. Okay, we, we yes. need to stop with that worry that whoever, if Oregon wins, they don't get in. They will get in. Um, if you wanted one thing to happen to just be sure of that, you wanted Alabama to lose that game. Because yeah. te- Texas ain't jumping you. I don't care what anyone says. They've been behind you the whole time. They're not, even if they beat crappy-ass Oklahoma State uh, handily, if you beat Washington, Texas is not jumping you to get into that playoff. It's just not happening. If Alabama beats Georgia, that one's like, ooh. 
So you wanted Alabama to not convert on that fourth and whatever it was yeah. goal from the thirty. And you're and you're really and now you want to root for Georgia. And you're really fortunate too that UW didn't screw the pooch in the uh, Apple Cup because you need that win, that marquee win. And if UW the way they had looked and lose to a crappy ass team like Washington State who's fell off. You know the national pundits would have just been like, well, there's another one. They don't have a single good win, and they would have downgraded UW, but UW pulled it out. And so when you if you do win that game, that's gonna be your that's gonna be your masterpiece. And to me, if you're Oregon, you you can't just win that game. You're a nine and a half point favorite. You gotta drill them. You gotta drill them the way you've been drilling everyone else and let it be known. We are one of the best four teams in the country. I think style points matter in this game when you're looking at some of the other teams across the country, especially like if Alabama wins. I saw a, a man that literally looked like he aged 10 years. And this is what happens when you make the wrong decision on the first pick. Wow. And you set your team back so much because it's clearly the wrong decision. This is a size speed league. Dan and I always, we always talk about it. But this guy, because people can point to, well, Kyler Murray's small. Mm. No, he's not. Sure. Kyler Murray is short. And here's the thing. How's it going to get better? It's not going to get better next year. You don't have no draft capital. That is Rex Ryan, a football analyst on ESPN's Get Up, and he's talking about the firing of Carolina Panthers coach Frank Reich. One in ten in his first 11 games of his entire coaching career for the Panthers. He's done. Actually, I believe one of the first head coaches in 30 years to get fired uh, consecutively in two seasons. So so that's uh, not a list that he wants to be on. But the the argument here is that he wasn't the reason that they sucked so bad. Rex Ryan put it very bluntly that their first overall draft pick, Bryce Young, has been absolutely terrible for them. And not only that, but them going to get Bryce Young put them in a position where they have no assets in the future to get any other players around him. So do you guys buy or sell that Bryce Young deserves more blame for the Panthers' struggles than Frank Reich? Uh, no. No, I think this is a uh, across-the-board sort of thing. Uh, their line is terrible. Bryce Young does look terrible. Uh, Frank Reich now, I mean, look, it's two years in a row he's been fired in the middle of a season. I mean, at some point, you put the, you put the, 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 the blame on him. I don't know if we've given Bryce Young a fair shot. So to say that it's a rookie's fault, what, 10, 11 games into the, into the season? No, I'm not putting this on, on Bryce Young. Um, but if you're a Panther fan... You're sweating bullets. This is a Zach Wilson like. Holy yeah. crap! What did we do? Who's a Panther fan? Well, Quite some frankly. someone is. Um, yeah, I don't know how you could blame a rookie quarterback over the coach. Now, so I sell it. Go back to what you said. What did you say something in there about? Uh, how many coaches have been fired in consecutive? So the, he is like one of only three or four. It has been... almost never happened. I gotta, I gotta go get the rest of the list. But it's, it's yeah, I'd like to very hear small. that. Yeah, I didn't. I forgot. He just got fired last year. Yep. And now he's fired again. Fired again. I actually thought, see, we thought he was. I thought he was pretty good. He had a good, he had a good reputation, Indy. but yeah. you know, a little high when up. you watch them play, and some of that is their O line is atrocious, and they just there's no semblance of that offense. They don't have weapons on the outside. I don't know how fair it is to blame Bryce Young, but when you watch them play, and I don't know if you do, um, I generally feel bad for him. I've it's seen him. he he doesn't have a chance. No. So, so. you know, well, who the hell are you? 
All right. I'll try to find that and come back with it uh, after in the news. But uh, okay, buddy, we're running out of time, so I'm just gonna say uh, buy or sell, guys. The Mariners' off season is already a failure. Buy or sell? They sell. Come on, it's early. They oh god, but they stop being such a fan. They're supposed to come out. Calm down. You're Schultzy. Damn it. They traded a nice young reliever for a piece that they didn't have Wait, to give anybody up okay. for. The Red Sox were going to get on. rid of this infielder, Luis Urias, and then all of Hold a sudden... Hold on! Tell people what they have done so far. All right, so the Seattle Mariners have let Teoscar Hernandez go. They have traded a Eugenio Suarez, their starting third baseman, for a reliever and a backup catcher. Mm -hmm. And they have traded for a really crappy third baseman and giving up a young, good, controllable arm uh, for the next six years for that guy. Somebody that they could have just gotten after the Red Sox were going to non-tender him and let him go to free agency. They have not been in on Otani. They are probably not going to be in on Otani. The best I've heard is rumors around a Juan Soto trade. So there you go. Ooh, Juan Soto. Yeah. Uh, Otan, yeah. Are you going to be saying this when when they get Juan Soto? Uh, they need no. It, give them time. It, if they got three other pieces besides Juan Soto, yeah, I'll be happy. But if it's well, just Juan Soto, they're screwed. How do you know they're not in on Otani? Uh, because their uh, general speak around after the GM meetings in Arizona a couple weeks ago was that the Mariners were not going to be pursuing him. It is not just, within their plans. They can't afford can't it. Can't afford it. They're man. cheap. Cheap bastards. 400 yeah. plus million bucks. Yeah, yeah Schultz, you're a full-on Mariner fan. Like, Damn right. Yeah. Yeah, Calm down. There hasn't been really any big major moves across baseball. <laughs> and like I saw Except a list. Except for Sonny Gray. Yeah, I saw, Nola, yeah. I saw a list of like 15 guys that could be traded or, or that, that are on the block and Calm some of them down. are very big names including some 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 yeah. good bats so just the action is still to come give it give it give it some trust time. in okay. 56 54 percent 54 right 50, 54. trust in 54 percent schultzy that's right baby God. i won't i won't be okay schultzy no he's already panicked I, I well, he's got double monitor gear December. on right now i know he's sweating good grief all right all right, the uh, Stockwatch each Monday is brought to you by Goldberg Jones. When it comes to divorce, custody, or child support issues, trust Goldberg Jones to help call 1-800-DIVORCE. Phone questions answered at no charge. In the news is next. Here's Schultze. Primetime with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. That's right. It's Isaac and Souk. Hey, uh, we're running behind. It's Monday, though. And... Um, <clears throat> We're always behind on Monday. So it is November 27, 2023. It's time now for In the News. I'm your noted newsman. Hello. Thank you. Cyber Monday. Yeah, haven't bought a thing. Me neither. But, I mean, go for it. I, I saw on uh, MSN they were saying that uh, Black Friday, uh, strong numbers, which is good. There was a, a $228 65-inch TV at Walmart. I did get it oh, on Black Friday. It. The sound quality, even with our sound bar, is terrible. No good. Yeah, no good. Two hundred. Wait, what? Sixty-five inches, two hundred and one. Yeah, two hundred twenty-eight bucks. So, yeah, Damn, dude. Under two. I mean, yeah, it's like that's it, a score. Was it like a like a Fujiyama, like something you've never heard of? Like a TCL. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Westinghouse <laughs> Fujiyama. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a couple extra bucks to get the LG, that's, the Samsung. I think I'll after this what. year, I'm gonna. That's that's what I learned. Can I just say there's there's something very satisfying about getting a new TV for that little. Sure. That yeah. is really, really, really satisfying. TV, TVs might be the one thing that have come down over the last 10 yeah. years more than It just feels like they else. should be way more expensive. Yeah. And they're, they're just not. They're not. Thank God. Too. And you can buy like one of the really nice like 
nice ones, like 70 inches. You can get them for like 2,800, under three grand for like a giant, like unbelievable. I remember buying like my first like 50 inch like plasma and it being that much and being like, oh my God. And now they're just, they're giving them away. It's also National Pie in the Face Day. Have you ever had a pie in the face? Can't say I ever have. I think I'd be upset. I'd be upset if someone put a pie in my face. I'd be like, well, is there another pie? I'd be more upset about, like, you can put a pie in my face as long as there's a second pie. Well, you get to eat the stuff on your face, though. Yeah, but that's not the, like, yeah, then yeah. I'm just eating beard pie. I don't want that's beard good. pie. No, no, it's, it's not. It's your own beard. Uh, you eat stuff out of your beard all the time. That is true. But still, <clears throat> pie me all you want. You better have a backup pie that I can eat. Nearly four full weeks into a teacher strike, it is over. Thank God. Ladies and gentlemen. The little S-head kids nice. at Portland Public Schools are back in school today. All right. Spreading all their germs to each other. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Classes resumed. Uh, educators from across the district's 81 schools began the strike on November 1st, signing a laundry list of demands that went unresolved in negotiations. So are we going to cancel winter break since they just had a month, or what are they going to do? I think... Yeah, we never got an answer on that, did we? I think they're trying to figure all that out. Yeah. This went, I mean, this went a while. Well, I'll tell you what. You little snot-nosed kids, if you bitch and moan about not having a winter break, you just got a month off. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. they should be. Yeah, and by the way, when you come back around Christmas, the teachers will do nothing, so you can just sleepwalk your way through that, and then you still get your full summer. I, I will say, I think the winter break is not only... Um... <laughs> I don't know, the timing of it might mess with the parents' schedules. I bet you that parents, yeah, they, they usually are happy when their kids go back to school, but having them home for the month of November as opposed to December, now they've got to change their plans. I, I bet you they're going to give them a week off just to keep the parents, like, you know, ability to keep their holiday plans up, like, a little smoother than it would be. Yeah, you got to give them the holidays or else you're, you know, you're the Grinch. Oh, yeah. I'd take it from them. Screw them. This says, parents and students have expressed concern that students will be unprepared for final exams after missing close to a month of school. There will be 11 makeup days for lost learning. Five will take place in December, cutting into the start of winter break. Uh, Three more will be added throughout January, February, and April. And the final three uh, makeup instructional days uh, will take place at the end of the school year in June. So a a shortened winter break. Yeah, so they're stretching it out. Yeah, they're, they're making them do five extra days in December. All right. Um, but, By the know. way, anytime you add on days, trust me, no work gets done anyway. So those are all basically free days for you anyways. No one's doing any yeah, work. Yeah, the kids scored here. Exactly. All right. Uh, Except that, you know, you didn't learn anything, and isn't that the whole point of going to school? But. Oh, they don't care. <laughs> they, they, won't, they won't know how yeah, dumb they you, are you later in life. probably figure that out. Uh, let's talk about stolen pickups on golf courses. Let's. Can we do that? I didn't know you, you could drive a pickup to be stolen on a golf course, but Why not? it's a first for everything. That's how you evade police. <laughs> yeah. I, I head to the, although, Where are they going to find you on the golf course? It'd be easy to spot you there. <laughs> it's, it's like the jerk. If you see a large uh, church being pulled by a two-door sedan, that's probably them, Mrs. Newsbomb. Uh, that story next, 446 on the fan. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. No, no, strong, no. 
All right, welcome back. It is uh, 4.51. You are in the middle of In the News with your noted newsman and uh, news contributor Jason Sikanik right over there. What's going on? I've got news of a golf course. Hijinks? Grand Theft? Is, Is Grand Theft hijinks? Grand Theft can happen on this? a golf course? Golf course hazards. There you go. See what I did there? I like it. There was a man driving a stolen pickup, and he tried to escape police by driving on a golf course in northeast Portland. This was last week. Mm. Last weekend. So that is that uh, <coughs> play it as it lies? Like, what happens if, uh, you know... I think it's a movable obstruction. You know, you're in there, and you're in the fairway, or what if you end up in some tired, like, tracks, though? Ooh, Yeah. Well, I don't know how Ground all that... under repair? Huh? Yeah, I don't know how all that works. Never had it happen to me. It was a white Toyota Tacoma. Officers started chasing it, uh, where it led them to... This was in North Portland. It led them to Glendevere Golf Course. No. You played there. <laughs> that was the first place I ever played golf. With yeah? My, with my old man was Glendevere. Yeah? yeah? He was a marshal out there, wasn't he? Uh, that was my other dad. But yeah, I think my, my dad's... Oh. My, my, my real dad has marshaled lots of different places. But yeah, my uh, my late father, uh, yeah, he used to take me out when I was little, and that's where we'd, we'd go play. We'd go knocking around Glendevere. Officers uh, started chasing, and then um, after driving across the course, Portland Police Bureau air support video shows the guy get out of the vehicle and try to change his clothes. Hmm. Uh, he was ultimately, uh, shockingly, arrested. Yeah, I can't do that. Can't do that. No, yeah. I can't do that. That's a, a no-no. Uh, the pursuit was uh, during a stolen vehicle operation. Where officers say they captured 11 stolen vehicles. <laughs> can, can I just chime in there and say that it is hilarious to me when a, an idiot local criminal tries to act like Ben Affleck pulling off like a, a bank heist or something, right. changing his outfit, right. grabbing a uniform and evading cops. It's like, no, that's not going to work for you. Well, but look, you got to appreciate the effort. I mean, look, yeah. I've never, I've never <laughs> tried to lamb or anything, but if I was going to, I would think the first thing I would do is like shave my beard. Right? But why? Yeah. To your point, like, why would you go? But you're gonna shave it like right there in front of them. Like he's changing in front of them. They're pursuing him. Yeah. And he's ru- he's driving down the 18th fairway. Yeah. Like, why are you there? <laughs> Try tough. to get lost in a neighborhood or something, and then you can run and jump a couple fences, and maybe they can't find you. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, talk about the missteps of an <laughs> of a moron. God. Well, I mean. And then he's like, ah, I got. You know what I got to do? You know what's gonna get me out of this? I'm gonna change my clothes. <laughs> I will say that car thieves, maybe not, you know, it's not all gone in 60 seconds. I'm guessing that, you know, not the the brightest of groups, but I'm not here to blanket all car thieves. Maybe some of them are Mensa guys. I, I don't know. I've never or tried stealing a car. Maybe it's harder uh, than you think. Car thieves have bad games. Yeah. You know, yeah. like in the post-game press conference, he's like, you know, it was a, it was a poor mistake. Yeah, made a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. You know, I got to, you know, we didn't, didn't stick to the game plan and like we got caught up in the heat of the moment. What else do I have for you? Oh, uh, one other local note, note, notable notation of note. I like a good uh, notable notation. Larog Brothers Jewelers is closed. I saw that 100 plus years, huh? Yes. They are closing their doors after 113 years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well-known jeweler here in town. Uh, they will be shutting their doors for good. Uh, founded by uh, Granddaddy. Yeah, so they kept it in the family this entire time. 
It's kind of tough. I mean, I feel like there's those, the national ones everybody knows about. Every kiss begins with K. And then I, I where I bought my engagement rings from Shane Company. Yeah. Who advertises on Now you company. have a friend in the diamond exactly. business. Isn't that Shane Company? Yeah, Tom, yeah. Shane, yeah. Tom, Tom Shane. I'm Tom Shane. Weekdays now till you 8. have a friend. Saturdays, Saturdays and Sundays, Sundays till 5. Online at Shane Company. Oh, I'm, I'm old enough. I remember when they added that. They used to just list the store hours. Then. Now wait. Wasn't Shane Company from Seattle? Uh, I be- I don't I know. I think he was from Seattle. That or like Denver, Colorado. I know he's got like eight or nine, you know, places all around the U.S. But. Well, uh, the granddaddy started it. He was from Russia. He was an immigrant from Russia. 113 years ago. That's awesome. And the kids are still there. Um, in their announcement, they just said, Father Time has caught up with us, but it's been an incredible journey, and we thank you for 113 sparkling years. Uh, the going out of business sale at both the Clackamas and Tiger locations uh, began uh, this past Friday, Black yeah. Friday. And they're clearing everything out. So this is like when they're, they're I, this is going to be the, the classic up to 90% off, but then you go in and anything that's worth anything is like 8% off. Yeah, see, what are they, <laughs> are, are there actually good deals on stuff to be had? I or they're, they're selling all the good stuff to actual other jewelers, making some like, money. Or do you wait them out? It's a $10 wait? earring. I think if you're, I think if you're waiting to get like, like, I don't think they're selling something really nice for, 70% off. I don't think that happens. Well, they should. I don't think that's the way those work. That's why they always get you with the up to 70% off, and it's three things that are 70% off. Yeah, have you walked into the end of like a Sears store, Rob, and seen basically 10-year-old bed sheets, 90% off, and nothing else available? Let me just say this. If you're doing a Black Friday, Cyber Monday, going out of business sale, and you hit me with 20%, you get your ass out of here. You don't even get my attention until yeah, you right. get to 40. At 40, now we've got some interest. But uh, Schultz saying 90% off bed sheets. I'm in. <laughs> They're not good bed sheets. Of course, sheets. I haven't been yeah. to Sears in a while. Those aren't going to be good bed sheets. Is Sears still a thing? Are they still no, open? No, Sears don't is think done. So. They're done? I think they're done. Yeah. There may be like uh, one or two that are like still around, like close, but no, Sears is, uh, is shut down. Sears, Kmart, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond, a bunch of those. Bed Bath & Beyond is done? Done. Uh, Overstock.com really? bought all of the IP for Bed Bath & Beyond. So over if, if you go BedBathAndBeyond.com, it's Overstock.com, but now it's Bed Bath & Beyond. Hey, you know what store I set foot in for the first time ever? A big chain Ooh, store? I'm, I'm intrigued. Burden? First time Burlington? ever recently. What? I'm going to guess Burlington. I will tell you right now. No, I've under, been to Burlington. Oh, I was going to say, under no circumstances could I see you in a Burlington coat factory. No, in Midwest, it, it was a deal. Yeah. And, you know... When you're when you don't have any money, that's where you used to buy suits. Yeah, because yeah. they'd give you like you'd buy one and they'd give you another one for free. Sure. So you'd pay like two hundred dollars for a couple of suits back and it, in the day. And it was like a name brand, but it was like seventeen things that were wrong with it. And you're I like, yeah, know. it'll be fine. Look, I'll get this tailored out. We had limited. Op- that's the thing. That's where they get you in the Midwest. You have sure. limited options. Yeah. You know, it's like I better go there. I have bought a suit at the. I saw Bur- the guy with the beard on the commercial. Yeah. Tell me. So well, I, that- I've been there. Uh, the 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 store that I went into uh, recently. Um, was Crate and Barrel. Had never been into a Crate and Barrel. Oh. And I went in there, and let me tell you something. <laughs> Did you love it? No. Can I <laughs> Can I just say, and maybe, uh, you know, this is like oh boy. old grandpa catching up here. Yeah, uh, be careful. <laughs> well, no, I just, are they a sponsor? I don't know. But go for it. Just, Look, if you don't know, Crate and Barrel is a furniture store, by the way. Yeah. Think like Pottery Barn. Yeah, it's like a pottery barn. I I didn't know that. I thought it was more like a storage type of thing. You thought Crate and Barrel was a store? <laughs> you yeah. just go well, in there and you put Crate and, and barrel. barrel. You put something in a barrel? Yeah, crates and barrels, yeah. Really? All right. Yeah. 
And I've I've seen I've driven by them before where it looks like they have like those big storage containers. Yeah, there's anyway. one there's one out in like what Tannisborn uh, or not Tannisborn, but the one right off uh, I five. Uh, uh, it's Bridgeport. Bridgeport Village. Village. Yeah, go. that's where I was. Oh, there I you went go. in there. Yeah. And boy, is that place overpriced. <laughs> Get out of here, Crate and Barrel. If you ever God. if you ever want to go in and think about buying like a, a wooden cutting board or yeah. like a centerpiece for a coffee table and have it be seven hundred dollars, I give you crate and barrel. Yeah, so you 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 know of this uh, racket that I'm, I am well familiar. I'm exposing the crate and barrel racket. No one has ever exposed this before. I'm the first. Years ago. No, I, I went in there looking for uh we just needed some uh like uh, uh Curtain panels, sure. And yeah, I just, you, you know, know, I just need something straight off the rack, man. I'm not, I don't need this custom bullsh. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> they wanted hundreds. Yeah. Uh, years ago, when I went to buy furniture, I was just like, I'll just like shop around, and I happened to drive into a <laughs> into a crate and barrel, and I had to do the, oh, I really like this and, and that, and the lady's like, oh, I'll put together a, and it didn't have a price tag on it. Yeah. She's like, I'll put together like a little price tag. You get more if you, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for a whole a dining room or a, a, a living room set and then maybe some dining room stuff. <laughs> and then when she gave me like the slip with everything on it, I had to do the, oh, this is very reasonable. I'll get and, back to you. And I'll get back and inside of my head. I'm like, well, we're in the wrong ah! place. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, ah, yeah. I can't afford a thing, let alone a group here. So Dude, I'll I just, didn't know it was so high end over yeah. there in Crate and Barrel. Yeah, Crate and Barrel's. And the lady knew it, too. She she goes, can I help you with anything? I'm like, yeah, wait, are you saying that's the price for one panel? She's like, oh, yes, that's one panel. I said, have a nice day. It's where where fancy white women go to buy furniture and not you. I tell you what, there were a lot of fancy white women in there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean a lot. Sure. Like, if you want a MILF, forget the bar. No. Go into Crate and Barrel. Crate and Barrel. Yeah, just look for the divorcee or someone that hates her husband. But you're gonna see She's a lot. In there spending his money. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of artificial up tops. A uh, lot yeah. of very very big jewelry. Some uh, like this time of the year, probably some hunter boots uh, with like a nice Louis purse. Maybe you know, a, maybe a big fur coat. Yeah, possibly a Han Solo vest. Uh, you know, that that sort of archetype. Yeah, they live for the crate and barrel. Well, I just discovered it for the first time. In well, I'm sorry. My life. Well, just know that you... Uh, I, don't, I don't need Crate and Barrel in my well, life. No, you are not meant for Crate and Barrel. Nor am I, and, you know, it's above... It's not. That's not radio. That's like Colin Cowherd. He shops at Crate and Barrel. Or his wife does. There you go. Yeah. All right, guys. We've got to run. We're running behind. Again, the Hot 5 at 5 is next. Who are the uh, lead candidates for the Oregon State job? Next on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 